came out yesterday, but we're kind of surprised that most media out. Well, we're not surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> we're not surprised at all. I, I mean, shocked, but not surprised. Why did I say that? Uh, You're a liar. Most fake news. Most media outlets are not playing the whole two-minute clip that was released by who? NYPD? Uh, the New Yorker reporter who had obtained it, I believe, from the NYPD. But it's not that important. Anyway, so NYPD was on to Harvey Weinstein a number of years ago, and uh, they put a wire on a woman who had been assaulted by him the day before. And uh, she went back to him, and they were trying to get the goods on uh, on Harvey so they could prosecute him. The uh, The officers involved in the case actually believed they had plenty of evidence to charge Harvey. The DA decided not to because charging rich, powerful people is a difficult thing to get DAs to do. Do you remember the accusation that uh, Weinstein's lawyer had paid off a DA ten grand? To, they were saying that this was that case. Oh, really? And people are kind of connecting mm. those dots that this was it, the case. It could be. Plus, they were just coming off that whole IMF head, what's-his-name, Strauss or whatever. Strauss-Kahn. They tried to charge you. If you remember that story, the, the maid turned out to not be a good witness. It was a real embarrassment for New York City. Right. So going after a rich, powerful guy had failed them just recently. Plus, uh, Harvey went to get a lawyer with the same firm where Rudy Giuliani used to work. So he sure. was really getting tied in with big-time power in New York City. So and money. Might yeah. be one way he weaseled out of this. But but this is um, a young uh, would-be model, something or other, Guterres. Um, but it would be model and actress. But the previous day, she had been groped by Harvey Weinstein, went to the police, and the police said, I want you to wear this wire and, and see if you can get him to admit to it. Well, not only does he uh, admit to it, in effect, but he is trying desperately to manipulate, threaten, frighten, uh, convince this woman to watch him take a shower, which was one of his signature moves, I guess. And this is a sexual predator at work. I'm telling you right now. What do we have to do here? Nothing. I'm going to take a shower. You sit there and have a drink. Water. Don't drink. Can I stay on the bar? No. You must come here now. No. Please. No, I don't want to. I'm not doing anything with you. I'm I'm embarrassing you. I'm sorry. I I cannot. No, yesterday was a kind of aggressive for me. I need to know a person's behalf. I won't do a thing. I don't want to. Thing, please, I swear I won't. Just sit with me. Don't embarrass me in the hotel. I'm here all the time. I sit know, with me. But I, I promise. Don't want to. Please sit there. Please. One minute. No, I ask I can't. You. Go to the bathroom. Please, I don't want to do something I don't want go to. Go to the bathroom. Come here. Listen to me. I want to go downstairs. I'm not going to do anything. You'll never see me again after this. That's it. If you don't, if you embarrass me in this hotel, I'm not embarrassing stay. you. Just it's just walk. that I don't, I don't feel comfortable. I mean, don't have a fight with me. It's not Please, I'm not going to do anything. I swear, my children. Please come in. On everything, I'm a famous I'm, guy. I'm feeling please, very uncomfortable right please now. Please come in now, and one minute. And if you want to leave, when the guy comes with my jacket, Why you said that you touch my breast. Oh, please, I'm sorry. Just come on. I'm used to that. Are you used to that? Yes, come in. Because no, but I'm not used to that. I won't do it again. Come on, sit here. Sit here for a minute, please. No, I don't want to. If you do this now, you will embarrass me. Like, they will call me again. Okay, I'm sorry. Nice. I promise you I won't do anything. Guys, I know, but yes, it was too the much. Guys coming. I will never do another thing to you. Five minutes. Don't ruin your friendship with me for five minutes. It's, I know, but it's kind of like, it's too much for me. I can't. Please, you're making a big scene here. No, Please. but I want to leave. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye. Your career is over. Get out.
It was interesting to listen to him uh, throw everything against the wall to see what would stick. He'd go mm-hmm. back and forth between, you're doing me a favor, and, you know, please, please do this for me. I And I swear on my children's lives, which is, I guess, one of the things that really caused his wife to want to leave him yesterday. Yeah, extra depths of hell. Um, uh, I'm guessing the police uh, told her it was a good idea to mention the whole breast thing, because then you get him on tape. He didn't deny it. No. He just said, I'm used to doing that, so he more or less admitted that he did that. And, and he, he said, said I won't sorry. do it again. Yeah, I won't do it again, yeah. Um, yeah, that was just disgusting. And you have to remember, especially dudes, this is a very large man and a very petite woman, and he is making it very, very clear that she shouldn't leave and is sounding very, very aggressive about it. Not only threatening her career, going with these bizarre don't embarrass me arguments, because they're alone in the room. Um, I'm a famous man, and it's just, oh, it's just disgusting. If you, then he doesn't finish the sentence. So his threats, pleading. The, now, is she she's wearing a wire. Are, they, are the cops listening live to this? I believe is that it, the way it works? I believe it was actually just an open cell phone. They were recording through a cell phone. It wasn't old school wire stuff. I think she just had a, a cell phone on with the cops on the other yeah, end. Yeah, because the way I understood it from reading the article, if I remember correctly, she the, co- they, the cops told her if anything happens, we're, we're in the door. So that gave her the courage to be able to you know sit there and kind of argue with him. Because if you, if you didn't have that, mm-hmm. you'd be scared to freaking death. Sure, yeah. You'd be scared to freaking death. This guy's going to jump on me and rape me. That, which that's which he has to other women, yeah. and perhaps she'd heard about that. Which he has allegedly, done. and uh, uh, but she knew the police were going to run in the door, so she could bring up these various things. And it, you know, I don't know what would be the right way to handle this, even with the, the cops out there. But dude, nobody asks someone to watch them shower. Yeah. That's not normal. Oh, it's it, there's a worse than that. There's a news anchor now. Everybody's coming out now that it's safe. There's some New York news anchor who. She, he tried. He kissed her in a restaurant, trapped her at the end of a hallway, and and when she wouldn't cooperate with him, he just masturbated right in front of her in the hallway. Oh, wow! And she thought, "What a sick, sad pervo!" When she got over the fear, uh, you know, we have quotes for her. We have a great letter uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg wrote to Harvey Weinstein when he asked for help. But what's important to remember, and Sean, if you could ready those little clips that you had earlier, yep. what's important to remember is that. Uh, Hollywood had no idea that Harvey Weinstein did these things. Oh, please. I'm not afraid of anyone in show business. I turned down intercourse with Harvey Weinstein on no less than three occasions out of five. That's a joke. Oh, That's a joke from how many years ago? Uh, 30 Rock. I don't know the exact season, but sometime between 2006 and 2011. Close right. enough. I know how former lovers can have a hold over you long after they're gone. In some ways, I'm still pinned under a passed out Harvey Weinstein, and it's Thanksgiving. And Seth MacFarlane from 2012. The 2012 nominees for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role are Sally Field in Lincoln, Anne Hathaway in Les Miserables, Jackie Weaver in Silver Linings Playbook, Helen Hunt in The Sessions, and Amy Adams in The Master. Congratulations, you five ladies no longer have to pretend to be attracted to Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> because he's a rapist, you see. Um, uh, yeah, that's something. So I got criticized harshly, as I regularly do on the text line, for blaming the victim with um, Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelina Jolie specifically. I called them cowards. My idea is that 
Okay, I understand how this happens when you're 22 years old. You're you're starting out. You're scared for your career. You're scared for your physical safety. All that sort of stuff. But how about when you're 42 and established in the business and have your own kids? Angelina Jolie said she's been warning other actresses. How about tell the world? You're you've got all the money in the world. You've got power. You've got you've got everything and the perspective of time and being a grown up. How do you not come out and say, this guy is raping people, or at least molesting people? It's the problem with living in whatever bubble people live in. They lose perspective. I think I would assume, and I'm being charitable here, that they just thought, well, he's so powerful, he has lawyers, he'll deny it, I'll get dragged into some uh, pissing match in the press, and it won't do anything, so why would I bother? I don't know. And it's, it's moral laziness. I think there's also degrees of wealth and power, too. Yes, Angelina Jolie and Gwyneth Paltrow are more powerful than anybody that I will ever encounter on a day-to-day basis. But they are millionaires. They're not billionaires. It's, there's, a, there's a different... Yeah, he, but you don't have to be a billionaire. They have enough money. They don't have to work anymore. Yeah, that's right, my but point. You get, but you get dragged into a fight that you are out-armed in. Yeah, well, and, and I, again, I'm not saying that it's right like or wrong. Li- I'm uh, saying yeah. that it's, it's... I would I would like to live in a parallel universe and see how that would have played out if right. Angelina Jolie would have called a press conference and called the guy out, and I, I don't know, he'd have called her crazy, which she is, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and he is he's famous. I didn't realize this. He's famous for um, the uh, the PR campaigns that go during Oscar season of just absolutely getting horrific stories out about other pictures, directors, actors, actresses. To 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 hurt their chances of winning Oscars, he goes like, negative. He's scorched earth on that, and has been. That's one of the reasons he's been so successful in Hollywood. And while he's doing that, everybody kept their mouths shut. Mm-hmm. So he trashes you as a director, an actor, an actress, or whatever. Gets rumors out there that are going to hurt your career, and everybody keeps their mouths shut about something that's true with him because he's one, so powerful. It was one of the more interesting things that uh, Lisa Bloom said it during the three days when she was defending him before stepping down for conflict of interest reasons. Where when she was saying in the apology, she was saying, yeah, we need to change Harvey's playbook. No more dragging the accuser's name through the mud, which is something that I don't think it gets mentioned enough in, in a lot of the mainstream reports that I see that he would actually somebody would do this and then he would use his resources to squander them in, in ways beyond just calling it a, a made up accusation. or slander. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Yeah. That's a good point. He's a vicious, vicious rapist, allegedly. And uh, then assaults the women verbally if they dare bring it up. Who does that sound like? You get caught whipping it out in front of some chick, and your your go-to plan is to destroy them in the press. Bill freaking Clinton. That's one of the reasons I think Hillary's conflicted about this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, one of several reasons. Uh, you know, we're going to run a little late, but I think it makes more sense to just finish this up real quick. Um, Jeff Katzenberg is the chairman of Walt Disney Studios. He oversaw um, the purchase of Miramax in 93. He's been friends with uh, Weinstein for three decades. And evidently, Harvey, as this was breaking, reached out for help when the Weinstein Company board of directors was about to fire him. I'm desperate for your help, Weinstein wrote. Just give me the the time to have therapy. Do not let me be fired, etc. Katzenberg wrote back, And I quote, hey, Harvey, here's the bottom line. You stated in your email below that, quote, a lot of the allegations are false, as you know. Well, actually, I don't know. And given the timing of the circumstances, I have no way of knowing. However, you yourself in your quotes have acknowledged that you've behaved inappropriately. So it seems to me we are now down to degrees of horrible. 
You have done terrible things to a number of women over a period of years. I cannot in any way say this is okay with me. It's not at all, and I am sickened by it, angry with you, and incredibly disappointed in you. There appear to be two Harvey Weinsteins, one that I have known well, appreciated, and admired, and another that I have not known at all. As someone who's been a friend of yours for 30 years, I'm available to give you advice on how to at least try to make amends, if possible. Address those you've wronged and possibly find a path to heal and redeem yourself. Having watched your reactions, seen the actions you've taken, and read your statement, I will tell you, in my opinion, you have gone about this all wrong, and you are continuing to make a horrible set of circumstances even worse. I doubt this is what you want to hear from me, and most likely you aren't interested in my advice, but this is the way I see it. I remain available. Well, that's a, a, a mark in the column for people didn't know. Here's somebody who states that we were close friends for 30 years and didn't know. I can believe that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can, too. Absolutely. I mean, you might hear he's, quote, unquote, a ladies' man, but figure that's none of my business. What mm-hmm. he and his wife you know, put up with is not my deal. But so anyway, good for Jeff Katzenberg anyway. That is uh, that is something right there. And true, Harvey Weinstein yesterday, so after his wife leaves him, he's going with the, I've got problems, I'm seeking help, and hopefully when I'm better, nothing about the poor women that I've, that I've done this to over the years, the hundreds of women that were scared they were going to be raped. Right. Some of them probably were, but he can't right. admit to that or he goes to jail. Yeah, so between the powerful, go ahead, sorry, between the powerful getting away with rape in Hollywood and, and harassment on a grand scale, the rampant child molestation, every good-looking guy who's going for a part is hit on by gay guys and straight women alike constantly. If you want the part, you're going to do whatever act I say you're going to do, blah, blah, blah. I have zero interest in rapey wood ever telling me again what to think or do about anything. Take off your damned ribbons. Stop your damned preaching. Rapey wood may be the single least likely disgusting cesspool that I would ever turn to for any perspective on anything. So the sort of thing we saw at the Emmys a couple of weeks ago, you got to knock that off. No more lecturing us about the rest of the country's decisions on guns or politics or child-rearing or gay marriage or anything. Until you stop raping women and children and men uh, and keeping it quiet, I think you got to keep your mouth shut about the way we live our lives. No more ribbons. That should be the stance America has, if America pays any attention to them at all in the future. I'm launching my nowhere, No More Ribbons ribbon that you can get on the Armstrong Getty website. should be available it's, later this week. It's a clear ribbon. Wow. It symbolizes the need for no ribbons. Wow. That is powerful. <laughs> Very Hooray powerful. for rapey wood. Oof. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Just leaked from the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. We'll get to that a, a little bit later. Oh yeah, yeah. Who uh, his desperate plea to all the big, big time oh. uh, power brokers to keep his job? So the thing that provoked that Katzenberg response. Well, that one out. seemed directly to Katzenberg. This one seemed just like a much like a shotgun. He just sent this out to I see, the yeah. remaining, and it's yeah. uh, supposedly disgusting. So well, we'll he's that. going to sex rehab in Europe, so everything's going to be fine. It's just a joke in Europe, like Polanski, right? Exactly. So, uh, long day yesterday. Got home about 11 hours after I left. Uh, but a good day. Productive day. It's fine. I'm not complaining. I have a great life. I love my job. So I get home and, uh, and, and do a little more work stuff. And then Judy and I have this project in mind. We need to. We're, we're going to have some people over Saturday night. And we, we realize we've got kind of a long driveway and it's, you know, it's dark at night. And so we got to figure out this house we bought, nice place, but it had been really neglected. There's all sorts of stuff that had not been maintained or it was put in really cheaply and all. And 
the deeper we dig, the you know the more disappointing it is. But anyway, it's the way it goes. So as dusk comes, our project was to figure out where the outdoor lighting is and does it work? Because some of it doesn't work. Some of it's got burned out bulbs and we got to figure out, all right, what bulbs do I need? Oh, which I forgot on the kitchen counter, come to think of it. Um, and, and, and where do I need to replace them so people don't like stumble over rocks and crack their heads at our party? So we do this uh, at dusk, and it's fine, and we were finding lights here and there, and that one works, that one doesn't work. Look at that one. That one's completely covered with crud. I can barely see it close, so we'd clean it out, blah, 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 blah. And, um, and then uh, after this task ha- is done, um, probably, had, uh, probably took an hour. Um, we turned everything off again to, to save power and went inside and relaxed after a long day, sipping a little li- wine, played a little uh, words with friends on my iPad and, and reading uh, compulsively uh, various Kurt Vonnegut books for like the 11th time. I just can't stop. I don't know what's wrong with me. But anyway, all of a sudden, the doorbell, ding, 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 ding. And this is, it's 8.45 at night or so. Um, and I said, what the hell? And I said, initially... I thought it was my golf buddy, Brad, who, who left his flip-flops at my place. I said, oh, I'll bet it's Brad wants his flip-flops. I go to the door. I look at the people. I flip on the light. There's a guy I've never seen before in my life um, standing there looking real agitated. And I'm thinking. You got your, you got your gat? I, no, I have no gat uh, on me. I go to the door with a gat. See, I don't, I don't strap when I'm playing words with friends on my iPad. I'm strapped at home all the time. Good man. That's just smart. That's a knife in your boot? Jumping on the trampoline with the kids? I'm stressed. I'm, I'm heavy. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a good idea. Uh, so anyway, and I just thought, okay, is this a knife-wielding tweaker come to my home? Is this uh, a crazed idiot? Or I thought, ah. I, d- I tried to read his look, and I thought, what the hell? So I opened the door, and uh, and he rushed at me and stabbed me right in the liver. No. Uh <laughs> He he says. <laughs> no wonder you didn't sleep. Now that, and so that if I seem a little off today, that that's a, why. That's a lot of lead up to I've a got, really big punch. I got a puncture wound in one of my vital organs. That's why you're pulling around that little thing with the jar on it in the bag. Right, exactly. Makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, that's why I'm in a hospital right. gown. So um, I noticed nobody asked. No, so he says to me, "I'm your neighbor. Your yard is on fire." No. Oh! And I don't live in the fire zone. I mean, increasingly, everywhere is the fire zone in, in California. But um, So I run out, and and he's already ahead of me, um, and he's got a shovel, and he's, like, trying to tamp down a small fire in, like, one of those areas of landscaping at the very edge of the yard where there are a bunch of leaves and, like, decorative wood chips and stuff like that. I yell, holy ass. I run back, not on the air for once. Uh, I run <laughs> I run back into the house, fill the biggest container I can find with water, all the while thinking, what the hell is going on? And I, I had a couple of jugs in each hand. I pour it on there. He continues to damp. There's still a little smoke. I oh, no, that was gin. On. I just made it worse. <laughs> and I wasted gin. <laughs> no, and, uh, and so we get it mostly out, and I tell Judy, go get more water, blah, blah, blah. And and I, I then I ran in. I got some work gloves, and, and he starts to dig at it a little, and it goes clonk. You didn't know this guy? Uh, no, he's my neighbor. Never met him. <laughs> um, not like next-door neighbor, like across a vacant lot neighbor. Um, a hell of a nice guy, by the way, and very helpful. Um, Candy with a shovel. Yeah, yeah, thank <laughs> God. 
But so he hits clank, and I look. It was a, a light, like an outdoor light, buried under, honest to God, five inches of dirt and landscaping chips, and and just you know a thin coating of leaves because it's the autumn. Um, and while we were trying to find lights, this completely buried light was getting hotter and hotter. And and the plastic of the casing mm-hmm. caught fire, evidently. And we went in, and an hour and a half later, there was flame. And this these people looked out their backyard and looked out their back windows and saw it and said, holy bleep, and ran over and rang my doorbell for, uh, frantically. So the, the uh, somebody had called the fire department just in case, which is absolutely the right thing to do. And so they came by, and I explained the situation, and everybody looked at it, dug around a little bit. They poured more water on it, and uh, and uh, just, you know, I, I filled out the, the little name and address thing, and I'm hoping I don't get some horrendous bill, but you know, what are you going to do? Um, Stop lighting fires in your backyard. I, you gotta I, do. The, front, the front yard, actually. But mm-hmm. um, So they said, yeah, just uh, they gave the official A-OK, it's out, we're good, safe campfire. There's absolutely no smoke or anything. They just said, come out later. Um, and check it again. So an hour, well, it was more like 45 minutes later, I come out with a fire extinguisher in hand and, and shovel just in case and everything, flashlight, and but it was totally out. So I went back in. But because the whole world stinks of smoke right now, I woke up, I don't know, 11 different times in, in the five and a half hours I was in bed anyway, smelling smoke and thinking, oh, no, wait a minute, oh, no. And so I died. Go out of the front window. I'd look around. I'd go outside, then go back to bed, and I just and I just kept waking up over and over again, smelling smoke. But so you wonder how did these things get started? That could have turned ugly. Sure. And uh, who had any freaking idea? Oh my god! Especially it, when it, you got this wind, it doesn't take much. Well, right, exactly. And you know, I don't, I, I don't know if you got to be convicted or whatever, but. I mean, if that had spread and caused $50 million damage or whatever, cost people their lives, what, what is that then? I'm financially ruined? I'm, I have no my idea. life is over? I don't. I have no do idea. Do I sue the guy who owned the house before it? I, I, just, I don't know. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Oof. Shout out to good neighbors. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, here's to you, my friend. Or for answering your door, which I usually don't do. Well, um, this doorbell ringing was insistent. Mm-hmm. But what if you had decided, ah, it's late, I'm going to bed. He's probably yes. selling candy or something. Yeah, he didn't have the look of a guy selling candy. you got to trust your situational awareness to read the uh, the scenario. Yeah, and, and you know, and frankly, I he's not a physically imposing man, so I thought, eh, I can punch him right in the face. Way to call him out. <laughs> Way to call him out on the air after saving your home. No, I just, I'm, not, I'm not calling anybody oh, out. Well, you should be sending him a gift card, yeah. not a questioning kind, his manhood. A kind, generous, <laughs> yes. and courageous man. There's no questioning of anything happening here. Oh, this boy. is a railroading. Oh. 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 Yeah, good, good lord. The more I think about it, the more it could have turned into oh, a heck nightmare. Yeah. Heck yeah. God dang it. It doesn't take much. So now I'm afraid to, what do I do now? Is there another one hidden somewhere? We're trying to find the plans and the blueprints and all for the who put in what, the lighting. But who has that? You move into the house, you're the third owner. Depends on whether he got it permitted or not. If he got it permitted, which I wouldn't do. But if he, uh, he got it permitted, they, they've got some sort of permits on it. Yeah, maybe. But the house is like 14 years old, so I don't know when it was put in or what the law was of that. I don't think you should get permits to put in lights in your front yard anyway. Well, yeah, just get it wired right. But, yeah, it got buried with crap and... 
was smoldering under there, I guess, for like an hour before it burst into flame. Mm. <laughs> Oi! They don't know the cause of any of these big fires that are going on, do they? No. Not yet. They no, don't they have time to worry it, about that. It yeah. could be a hundred different yeah, sure. stupid, innocent things. Yeah. Or it could be, you know, carelessness of one kind or another. Um, or on purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It absolutely could be arson. <laughs> but, you know, you had tens of thousands of people pouring out of that golf tournament in Napa on Sunday afternoon. You know, somebody with a cigarette, cigar, whatever. Yeah, who knows? As who knows? cigar, yeah, would Some, easily do it. Somebody parked somewhere semi-legal, where maybe their tailpipe uh, contacted some grass, right? And they had to idle for five minutes as the traffic cleared out. That could be enough. Yep. You don't know. What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, Trump is now Twitter blasting NBC News once again, and we've got Eminem's freestyle anti-Trump tirade blowing up. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, Probably should mention just real quickly here, Jack, sorry to interrupt, but if indeed any laws were violated, that story was entirely from the depths of my imagination. Complete work of fiction. It's like... That's what we do. Exactly. We make up stories to entertain people. It's like Treasure Island or Moby Dick. Just... Just made it up. <laughs> Stay with us. I've heard a lot about this Eminem thing. Okay, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Rachel Maddow asking, why did NBC not go with the Weinstein story when they had it? It's kind wow. of an interesting uh, thing for you. Yeah. Among <laughs> Lindsay Lohan did a selfie video yes. in her hotel room yeah. saying Harvey uh, is innocent or give him a break or whatever. Oh, she so, was backing him off? Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll play that later. Oh, you <laughs> dopey little tramp. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, what is being called one of the worst firestorms in California history, destroying as many as 2,000 homes and businesses? Nothing but chimney standing. Block after block after block after block. Nothing. About 20,000 people evacuated in Northern California, and forecasters are saying low humidity and winds up to 45 miles an hour could create miserable conditions for firefighters today. Oh, man. Now, containment in the north at 0% in Southern California, an 8,000-acre wildfire in the Anaheim Hills, now 40% contained. President Trump is lashing out at NBC News over a report that he asked for a huge increase in U.S. nuclear weapons. Trump tweeting this morning, the report's pure fiction intended to demean him. Trump also suggested challenging NBC's license to broadcast. He said such oh, reporting. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, dude. I was, I'm, I'm on your side in this story. I think this is an unfair reporting. But that's a dumb thing to say. He said the reporting like this is bad for the country. And according to NBC News, a summer meeting about nuclear weapons is what prompted the Secretary of State Rex Tillerson to call the president a moron. So those of you who took everything the Democrat Party said about Trump seriously and, you know, in your defense, took everything he said literally, here's what's going to happen with this war on the First Amendment that I'm sure I'll be hearing about on MSNBC today. Nothing's going to happen. His cabinet's going to say, you can't do that. Never mind, like, the Supreme Court. The appeals court. Never mind the circuit court. Judge Judy's court will tell him, you can't do that. Shut up. It's not going to go anywhere. The First Amendment is fine. 
Eminem unleashing a lyrical tirade against President Trump in a four-and-a-half-minute freestyle rap video that was aired as part of BET's Hip Hop Awards on Tuesday night. But we better give Obama props, because what we got in office now's a kamikaze that'll probably cause a nuclear holocaust. And while the drama pops and he waits for shit to quiet down, he'll just gas his plane up and fly around to the bombing stops. Eminem going after Trump. Oh, shut up! <laughs> Trump's response. Trump with his own rap. <laughs> Eminem going after Trump's use of Twitter to distract from the issues. Like we take a step forwards, then backwards. But this is his form of distraction. Plus, he gets an enormous reaction when he attacks the NFL. So we focus on that and instead of talking Puerto Rico with gun reform for Nevada, all these horrible tragedies and these border would rather cause a Twitter storm with the Packers. Get the hell out of here! He's really good at that. Has anybody ever told him? He's yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of his. That, that was a little pretty... clunky, frankly. Uh, I'm not gonna praise that crap. I thought it's, it was really impressive. It's not yeah. pre-written. That's off the it's freestyle. It's yeah. off the top. Oh, right. Come on now. Oh, come on now. <laughs> there you go, that's a wrap at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm strong and getty show, the voice of the West. So so you're not excited for an Eminem versus Kid Rock runoff for Senate? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> gotta have like an all rap debate, an all freestyle debate. That'd be perfect. We gotta stoke the economy. And uh, oh my God, I've already run out of rhymes. <laughs> uh, that's. Uh, I'll see the rest of my time. Yeah. Well, do you remember who was, was it? Lol Kim, who said. Uh, I'm a Republican voting for Mitt Romney. You lazy bitches aren't helping the economy. <laughs> yes, it was. It's yeah. a tough rhyme. Oh, no, Nicki Minaj, I believe. But well, never. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so NFL ratings down that whole thing, and now there are people taking a serious look at their whole, how come they don't have to pay taxes? How do they get funded by the taxpayer thing mm. that's been going on in the NFL for years? What is that thing? Mm, what? Uh, so that's a deal. Uh, among other stuff, we got on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The New Yorker today released audio of fired Hollywood movie producer Harvey Weinstein begging a model to come into his hotel room and watch him shower. And by the looks of him, I'm guessing that shower never happened. <laughs> I like that joke. So we got more on the latest on that whole thing. The Obamas uh, put out a statement yesterday about it. Uh, Hillary Clinton's finally had to say something, I guess. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Sean, find a, a tape. It's out there. Michelle Obama saying Harvey Weinstein is a good friend and a great man. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm assuming they didn't know. They honestly didn't know. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that what you're assuming? That is what I'm assuming. Liberal. <laughs> I'm actually assuming. That's what I believe. But um, so we got more on that whole thing coming up oh, yeah. a little bit. You know, later. if Ted Cruz finds out two months from now that uh, old man Sheldon Adelstein, the uh, casino magnate, likes to get his schwerf on, I mean, I doubt Ted talks to him about that. So yeah, right. I think there's plausible deniability. They just want the money. Did you see that uh, Kim Jong Un's little fat brother that he killed had a hundred thousand dollars in cash on him at the airport when they killed him? Ooh. Airport bars are expensive. That's true. It's an interesting way to roll in life, isn't it? With a hundred k in cash, can't imagine what's he gonna do with that. And somebody comes up behind you and sticks a little polonium in your neck or whatever happened, and put a little uh, gassed him. Right. That's the end of that. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Did you hear? Uh, Fathead's sister has now been elevated to some position of power. 
They might be uh, going with a gal next round of lunatic leader. Well, he's not a lunatic. He's coldly practical. Um, We'll see how long she lasts. I mean, if I'm his sister, I'm thinking, can I just, like, run the ministry of nothing? I mean, I really don't want to come to anybody's attention. I'd like to keep my head down. You're doing a terrific job. Really terrific. By the way, don't uh, don't don't machine gun me with anti-aircraft fire, please. Feed me to dogs. Do you remember this guy, Stephen Miller, that's in the o- o- Obama White House? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Really young guy, and he looks, he looks even younger than that. He's 32 years old. Midnight Toker? Uh, different different oh, Stephen Different Miller. guy. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't play Stratocaster at all. <laughs> as far as we know. Yeah, he's a, he's a conservative firebrand. And he's getting a lot of the credit or the blame, depending on where you are in the Trump administration, for some of the ideas and speeches and some of those things. Anyway, I came across this. They did a little profile of him in the New York Times. Uh, signs of things to come. He was a 16-year-old candidate for student government there at uh, high school in Santa Monica. Mm. And he gets up to give a speech, and I just thought this was pretty funny. What was that thing he did a couple of weeks ago that you loved so much? He was up at the podium yelling at the reporters about oh, something. Oh, yeah. what was I can't remember. But blasting the reporters about it was something. fantastic. You really liked it. Yeah. Anyway, here's him as a 16-year-old running Big for... Old oh, it was the... Different the, guys. Sorry. It was the Statue of Liberty thing, right? What about the, it? When Jim Acosta was talking about give us the talking about the immigration debate yeah. with the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I, I re- that it was the topic. I don't remember what he yelled right, at Jim right. Acosta, but he really <laughs> screamed at the guy, and it was pretty good. But anyway, uh, Stephen Miller's running for um, uh, student government, sixteen year old in high school, and he stands at the podium and says, "Am I the only one?" He's screaming apparently, "Who is sick and tired of being told to pick up my trash when we have plenty of janitors who are paid to do it for us?" <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that sounds like parody. Uh, it does sound like it. Um, booze consumed the grounds of the left-leaning Santa Monica High School campus. Mr. Miller was forcibly escorted from the lectern, <laughs> shouting inaudibly as he tugged away from the people who were escorting him. But off stage, any anger seemed to fade instantly. He had a smile on his face and seemed to feel like he had really done what he wanted to do. <laughs> oh, man. He seemed really happy, said his classmates. That's how he planned it. <laughs> Trollery! That's what that is! <laughs> what a hell of an issue to run on when you're a 16-year-old. <laughs> they tell me to pick up my trash? What are those guys getting paid for? <laughs> Nice stance. <laughs> oh, he does fit in with the Trump White House. That's perfect. Oh, wow. Listen to you. Um, no, I, I'm thinking, Sean, you're thinking of Steve Bannon. No, no, no. no. Well, no, he they, might be, but. They, I, yeah, they were up there talking about, he, he was saying something, like, oh, are we just using statue? Because he talked about how the plaque oh. was put on after the statue. Are we just going to quote? Yeah, I don't, I'll, yeah, I'll find but, it. But yeah, he it. was <laughs> screaming at poor uh, Mr. Acosta over that. Well, good, because Acosta's a punk. Uh, let's see. How much time do we have, Michael? Uh, one minute here. A little yeah. over a minute. Yeah, this is too grim. I don't know. we got kind of a nice mood going on. I've got grim stuff. And... Uh, we're going to talk about the NFL in just a second with the reporter and where they are. Ratings are down so far for the year, 8%. They were down double digits last year, and we're, we're hoping that it was the presidential election or an anomaly or something. But now they're down 8% from that. Mm-hmm. So the bloom is off the rose of the NFL for whatever reason, and everybody's got their guesses, and a lot of it has to do with kneeling gait along with other things. And now, for whatever reason, and since Trump's in a battle with the NFL, there's talk of changing the way their, their tax structure works. So that's becoming a big deal. 
Um, because they get subsidized by local, state, and federal money for building uh, stadiums and all kinds of different stuff. Right. There's a lot of misinformation about the NFL and taxes, but that is undeniable. Uh, federal taxpayers have subsidized the construction of 36 state- stadiums at a cost of $3.2 billion since 2000. Mm. Federal taxpayers. Like, I am a taxpayer, care about building a stadium in Indianapolis, for instance. Mm. So that's getting scrutiny as they're a starting slide. We'll talk to a reporter about Neilgate and all that sort of stuff. Did you hear what Mike Ditka, football legend, said about players who kneel during the national anthem? I'm having a, I have a feeling it was full of understanding and kindness. We'll play that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.